Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host, Fiona Winch, and today's guest is Zach Wald. Zach is an actor, writer, and content creator based in LA. He is a graduate of both Penn State School of Theater and the Comedy Studies program at Second City in Chicago. He has his own sketch series, Wald Entertainment, the first season of which is available on YouTube right now, and his podcast, Around the Wald, drops new episodes every Friday. Okay. So I'm really excited about this episode for a few reasons. One being that this is my first crossover. So Zach and I decided to flip the script a little bit and go on each other's podcasts this week. Um, So obviously listen to all of every episode of Around the Wall, but also keep an eye out for that one. I'm very excited um, to do that together. It's going to be awesome now. We're going to kick it up to a 12 like we always do. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm excited. Well, cause, you know, we both have like two very different platforms. So I'm I excited know. to see like I know. How come I, together. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Um, well, how are you doing? How's LA? It's it's nuts. It's nuts. It's, uh, I mean. How, the, how many days have you been there now? So honestly, like, so when we took five days to drive out or six days, rather, uh, we drove out in six days. Then we spent 11 days in an Airbnb in Pasadena while we looked at apartments and like tried to settle on a place mm-hmm. and the, like things were just going off the rails and it came right down to the wire. And then this realtor kicked us into the place that we have now. So everything ended up working out. And then, uh, yeah, man. Wait, did you have the place? Real. Did you have the place no. before you drove? Oh, no, no, no. Well, so like the idea was in theory, you know, we drive out and then we had an Airbnb for like 11 days, oh, like gotcha. just around two weeks. So we could tour places just because we didn't want to, you know, we were both coming from Pennsylvania. We didn't right. want to come out here and then like have already like signed a lease for a place or apply for a place. And then we get there and then, you know, like right. the inside's like falling apart or something yeah, like that. So, yeah. uh, so it got stressful for a little bit. We pulled through. It's me and my, uh, one of my other buddies from Penn State. So we're, uh, okay, cool. but now we're rocking and rolling. The new place is dope. Got a neon sign in here now. It's come together. That's rock super and exciting. That's super exciting. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations on that move. I Thank am you. so excited to hear more about LA and I'm excited to talk to you about like your path in the entertainment industry those thus far and like your hot takes about the college experience and mm-hmm. all your kind of aspirations for the future. So Dope. I guess like, I, you know, I know I read your bio, but if you could just like give a little bit more background about who you are, what's good, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I don't know how far back we want to go, but <laughs> I got, uh, you know, so I, I grew up in the DMV. Something we have in common. That is something we uh, have in common. You're so, are you Virginia yeah. side? I'm Virginia side. Yeah, okay, I grew up in uh, Loudoun County, Virginia. So okay. like right, right in the north. Um, cool. So yeah, so I'm from Northern Virginia. Uh, I've yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to be an actor. So went to Penn State. I'm a BFA last year. Woohoo! Even though things didn't end mm. as suspected, but that's okay. That's okay. We move on. And I've got, and honestly, like, uh, you know, the whole thing with showcase and the pandemic and everything, um, you know, you can't predict something like that. So you just yeah. got to work with what you got. Uh, so just before the end of senior year, I went to second city, which, uh, one of our friends also has in common with me, Paulina, mm-hmm. um, and had like the best time of my life and mm-hmm. really kind of like rediscovered, like, 
what I really wanted to do as an artist, which was pursue comedy and make my own content and write sketch and direct. And I kind of got to, I was lucky enough to be living with 14 uh, guys my senior year at state. And so when the pandemic happened, um, it was, yeah, I literally had a full crew at my disposal, which was clutch. Yeah, I have like, they all so many questions about that. Up. I have so many. Yeah, yeah, I would love to talk about it. I mean, 14 guys. I did not know that part, but I'm going to back up just a little bit before we get to that. Um, Yeah. Did you know that you wanted to do comedy when you went into a theater program? Like, was that something you were aware of? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the story I always tell people is like when I was... um, when I was like six, like me and my mom used to like go to like a blockbuster every week and pick a couple things out and, you know, just watch movies mm-hmm. together and everything. I remember being, um, I remember being in there and seeing the mask with Jim Carrey when I was like five mm-hmm. and I was like, what's this? My mom got it for me. And I just remember watching it like 106 times before. I we feel like that, the fucking that title mask. picture was so scary for a six year old. Yeah, no? I mean, well, that was it. Well, I mean, probably, probably that was probably why I was interested in the. I, you know, I uh, my my uh, <laughs> my mom and I are like huge scary movie people. Also, okay. like that kind of like cartoon. Like you know, I yeah, I was I grew up loving cartoons. I grew up loving just like out of the box, like really wild and kind of zany things. So that I gravitated toward it immediately. And then I li- remember just watching the movie and him doing all those like big. Um, grandiose you know gestures and being this larger than life character and I just remember thinking like whatever that is I want to do that for the rest of my life Mm. so here we are today so yeah Yeah. while I was auditioning for theater schools I definitely wanted to lock in on like um you know just being like yeah I was kind of building my brand around comedy from day one so no that's awesome so Jim Carrey is one of your influences who are like other Mm -hmm. comedic influences of yours I think I mean, yeah, as far as comics go, like like comedic actors and comics. I Two different pull, categories. Like, sort of, yeah. Or yeah. I, at least I like to think of them that way as far as like who influences me. As far as like comedic actors or like actors that... Um, Do character work. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, I love Jonah Hill. Mm. Jonah Hill is probably like my favorite in the game right now because I think he's kind of like the epitome of like a no-holds-barred artists like he doesn't Mm -hmm. limit himself to anything like because i'm also like um listen i'm i'm like i don't know much about astrology all i know is that like i'm a core libra like i just know that for sure like everything that i've read about so like anything like anything that i can like decorate or be ornamental with or like uh you know add a lot of like really specific nuance to in like my videos like mm-hmm. uh you know i i think he has a lot of i don't know what his sign is but he has a lot of that energy especially at this point in his career and so i just look up to him a lot um uh do you consider yourself like are you do you lean more towards character acting kind of comedy or do you see yourself also doing like stand up uh, I've done have you, stand- tra- have you done you probably did at second city I'm sure yeah yeah okay. uh, I did a little bit of it there um, I mean yeah it's I would love to do it more that I mean LA is kind of like LA and Chicago well LA Chicago and New York all you can do mm-hmm. it uh, you know gratuitously in all three of those cities but um, when things start opening up here, I would love to get back on stage and start doing set. There's nothing like it. it scares the shit out of me too. I, I, like even like, just the thought scares me to death. It's, it, I it's, really I, like yeah. improv has always been like 
I mean, not even that stand-up is improv, but it feels it feels like it's you in the same way that improv feels like it's you, you know? There's nothing yeah. really, like, covering you at that point. And I was anything li- like yeah. that terrifies me. I was literally just about to say, like, if I'm, like, on stage playing a character, there's, yeah. no, like, stage, like, I, stage fright doesn't exist. Because right. I've always, you know, because exactly what you said. It's, like, it's not you up there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're playing this this entity or this idea of what humanity could be. But yeah, no, when you're up mm-hmm. like doing stand up, like like some of my favorite stand ups are guys like Mike Berbiglia, Andrew Schultz for different reasons. Okay. But Berbiglia, I just because him. he and he's amazing just because he he tells a whole story goes up there. Exactly. Yeah. He's just a storyteller that just happens to be very clever and funny. And yeah. that's the kind of like stand up that I would want to do. Like based okay, off cool. that. It was funny. I was just listening to uh your episode that you did with uh Cameron. Yeah. And she was talking about like how um she was like, if if uh you've dated me, there's probably a play written about you. Like that <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. like when I was doing stand when I was doing stand-up in Chicago, that was kind of the lane that I was taking in uh, <laughs> oh, no. for a lot of my stories too. Yeah. Um a but, lot of yeah. Dating yeah, what? references. For sure. Or yeah. just like mishaps. You right. know. Sure, sure, sure. Mishaps. Worst first um, date kind of story. For sure. For oh, sure. That's great. And like, you know, situate like I uh my my set, I talked a lot about like the my last girlfriend, I met her in Cancun on spring break, which is like, you know, ideally the perfect place that you want to find your spouse or whatever. <laughs> right, so. of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah, so I just you know, it's just so all how the did that go? Uh, you know, it was fine. People grow apart. It is what it is. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a solid foundation and I can't think of anything more solid than, uh, you know, being blacked out in a, uh, in a beach club and of just rolling with it. It seems and, like a yeah, great start. It was a fun two years. Yeah. A great time. <laughs> right. Right. Know? I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I, okay. Not to like put you on blast or anything, but I've also seen your impressions on TikTok, which are pretty solid. <laughs> They're pretty solid, Zach. Like, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I actually kind of wanted to talk to you about this. Cause I feel like the role of the actor has like potentially changed as far as like how you need to be able to market yourself, especially with social media mediums like tiktok now where it's so easy to get your content on and build a following but it's also like i don't know like where you know there's obviously a lot of pros but are there like hindrances like in the you mean like having like like such a person if you have like such a known brand can you like play other things is that what you're kind of getting at or well i'm kind of just thinking to myself it's like what what is the responsibility of like the actor these days is it just i honestly don't know and i was going to ask you this too because i've heard and not to like freak you out or anything but i've heard things about like la auditions wanting to know how many followers you have before yeah you're in a room and I just like I don't know I was wondering what you thought about all that because it kind of like that's kind of terrifying it kind of sucks but I get it I mean I don't know I don't know yeah I don't know I don't know like the thing is is like you know as technology um as technology gets like more vast and expansive like I feel like I feel getting a job in the industry now is I think far harder than it was five years ago and five Mm -hmm. years before that and five years before that. And it's never going to get, so now it's kind of just like, we kind of have to 
be aware of like that relative kind of growth and like the the growth of the workload and so like it for me like doing the youtube stuff and doing like tiktok and all that and like getting response from that is really fulfilling for me like if i wasn't yeah. like if i but only because i can do like any kind of comedic endeavor that I want on those platforms. Like if I was right. like, I would never be out there like posting like dramatic monologue self tapes or something like that. Well, to build like in, in, in a positive way, I feel like you will, uh, I don't know how to, to explain this, but I feel like now actors are hired as themselves. Like you will be hired because you're Zach Wald. Like you'll, you'll be hired because of the things you're interested in and what you've like already done on your social media rather than like mm -hmm. what they think you might how you they think you might be able to stretch yourself you know um which right. I think is kind of nice because even until this point you think tattoos weren't even recommended for actors but now it's kind of like the more you have fleshed out your identity I feel like the more appealing you are is that I, silly? is that silly I, to say no, it makes perfect sense. I literally, I was so freaked out about that for the longest time. And I just got my first tattoo because I knew like it was mm -hmm. on brand for me. Yeah, I mean? yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, th I think now, you know, like nobody's just an actor anymore. Nobody's just a musician anymore. Nobody's mm -hmm. just uh, like a visual artist anymore. Like everybody, I, there is no, there are no, you know, you have to find your niche to fit the algorithms. Algorithms it's very fluid but it's so fluid now yeah. so i feel like now i think you're absolutely right i think now they're investing in you as almost like a company or a corporation yeah like, like a brand because you have to because you have to brand yourself so heavily now yeah. and that and that was the other thing like when we would have uh people you know coming into penn state like these guest speakers coming into penn state that were like industry people i remember them because the followers question always kind of mm -hmm. came up and they were like, it's not so much about that. It's just like, you just got to know who the fuck you are. And that's, which, you know, you know I mean, granted, I'm only, two, I was only two years ahead of you in school, but that's something mm -hmm. I didn't even come to terms with until recently. Like I've said this recently to um, a family friend, it dawned on me that I spent so much time in school focusing on who I could play or how other people would perceive me instead of just focusing on who I am and like, who is Fiona and like, how do I want to show up or, you know, just how do I want to be that I, I, I kind of had like a little identity crisis when I got out and I was like, Oh my God, like, you know, I just haven't cut my hair because they said I should keep my hair long. Like, I don't know. who. Like, what do I want to do? It's who so, do I want to be? It's, so goddamn freaky when you're like when you like get out and then like your type doesn't matter yeah mm -hmm. i mean that let me rephrase that i mean i can only speak from experience in our program yeah but you know you have like the seven of you in your group or whatever yeah. and then like within the first year and a half it's like okay you are this you are right. this you are this and you can feel pigeon uh pigeonholed pigeon but then like Pigeonhole. I said pigeon toed. Pigeon no, it's definitely pigeonhole. <laughs> <laughs> pigeon toed is when you like turn um, your feet in. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, is that right. like uh no, you're right. No, it's no, it's cool. It's cool. We're expanding our minds. Um uh you're pigeon. No, 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you can get pigeonholed. But then the other thing is, is like, you're a student that, and like, whether you want to admit this or not, you're a student that wants to get ahead in this program that you feel lucky enough to even be accepted to in the first mm-hmm. place. So you kind of just feel like you have to ride the wave like 90% of the time. And then yeah. you're never thinking about who you are yourself. Right. So then you kind of like, like, that's kind of how I felt a lot of the time. And like, you know, it's exactly like you said, like the first year out, especially with like absolutely zero going on because mm-hmm. of like, you know, what's happening in the yeah. world. It, I, you know, you kind of have to like really start actually putting the pieces together on your own without a ton of resources. And it teaches you yes. so much about yourself. Yeah. So I, okay. I want to transition now into that um, kind of what it was like graduating in the middle of the pandemic with classes that are supposed to be in very heavily rely on being in person and um I don't know I I am I think correct me if I'm wrong but is that also how world entertainment kind of came to be how it was born yes all right Um, so please tell me all the things yeah I mean all right I'm I'm gonna try to be careful here but I'm also gonna try to be honest okay Uh, gotta speak facts in the interest of fairness of course um I mean yeah it you know when things move to zoom um listen nobody like i said this is completely unpredictable so yeah. like everything that happened in that second half of that semester as far as like academics and everything like i 120 firmly believe that 90 percent of the people did their absolute best to make yeah. it work for us and for that i am grateful now however uh there's just some things that you just can't do like like um, you know, when you can't work off of a physical person, it mm-hmm. it always becomes, you know, it's just more difficult. Also, like a huge part of what we do is being put out of your comfort zone. Like I remember like, you know, I, I hate room six in that building uh, <laughs> because mm-hmm. like, I just feel like the, the ghosts of really sad performers like <laughs> are done in there yeah like I hate going in that room but like I've had huge breakthroughs in that room like you know what I mean like space and everything is so dark room like yeah there's no windows it's just like I mean it's just a it's just a workshop like it's just a grind like yeah you know I mean like like not a ton of people say they go into work and just have to be like emotionally available at nine in the morning you know that old trope yeah um but you know Listen, when you don't have that, it's immeasurably different. Like, that's just the way it is. And, like, also when uh, these events that have been planned for years suddenly out of everybody's control sort of, like, fizzle out and go away, then, like, you know, I feel like people's minds go into, like, all right, well, then where is the next thing? Like, Mm -hmm. so then, you know, we drift away from certain projects and everything like that. So, listen, it was fine. It was fine. Um, That's good. But, you know, I wasn't fulfilled because it didn't feel like I was really putting in the same amount of work that I was when we were in person. So yeah. I was just like, listen, like, and the other thing was, is like, I didn't have a reel. I didn't have anything really. Of, I, know, I remember talking to you and Sophie about this. Cause that was one of the things yeah. that I struggled with the most after coming out of school was needing a reel and just not even being able to, you know, put myself in for an audition because I didn't have one. Um, 
Right. So, yeah, I mean, I've just been blown away by the amount of content you've turned out. And it's I I just had oh, to know, like, that. if all of that was self-taught, like, I can't imagine that. I don't know. I just tell me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah. So everything kind of falls apart in the logistical sense of school. So yeah. I'm like, all right, now. And you happen to like, be living with 14 guys, which blows my it, mind. It was, was perfect. This, like, it was perfect. Your, was, was this your like, was fraternity our, brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was my fraternity brother. So we, um, so we got a house on, uh, we got a house on East Fairmount that was four different apartments and we just got the whole thing. So <laughs> three of us lived on yeah. a senior yeah, house. six. So three of us lived on the top floor, three on the second floor, five on the first floor. And then I we guess... had like a living room where we could all like hang out. Okay. So, so, so these 14 guys just also happen to be a film crew. Like, what is that about? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you just got so, so lucky, you know, I'm, I did. I did. Well, I listen, I was the only, you know, I was the only one in the school of theater in our house, um, which uh, a lot of, t I mean, it was, it was just the perfect situation for me. I kept my work life and my home life, you know, like separate from each other. It was perfect balance. But then, you know, a lot of, a lot of these guys were just excited about the idea of being able to like make stuff that was funny and like mm -hmm. i wrote with a couple of, with a couple of my friends and like people mm -hmm. it was something to do that was the other thing i pitched yeah. it it was, it was like listen we could sit on our ass and you know like drink a case of beer in a day and play warzone all day or let's take fridays and let's just get mm -hmm. together and let's like make something let's have some fun and i put them all in it so i was i was trying to gauge you were already like quarantining to together you were like let's just yeah. make something cool i remember seeing I was the like, controller i remember seeing your sketch yeah. the controller and then the wingman um and i was just like so excited i mean and I, it's funny because you know i can relate to you on the aspect of being a part of greek life and having a like this community outside of the school of theater which was super important to me mm -hmm um mm -hmm. just having and that kind of space um but one of the things that Sophie and I even talked about because you remember that Sophie and I were in the same sorority and um yeah. when I was telling her that you were that we were doing this she was saying kind of like what an incredible group of friends that you have and how all of this like was in part not only made possible by your genius but also by their support Oh, step my genius. Shut up. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the, uh, no, listen, I, well, and that's the other thing. Like it, it would be nothing. It, it would be nothing if I didn't have that. Uh, shout out one twenty five. If any of you guys are listening to this, like no, literally like my best friends, like to the end. Uh, I, and that's, I just feel so lucky that, you know, like, cause how many people could say that they had all that at their disposal. And on top of the fact no. that like my one buddy is, uh, my one buddy's father is like, transitioning into working in entertainment so we had all this equipment mm -hmm. too that was my next question is where'd you so get the camera like and stuff so we had we had uh like literally like like boxes like looking like bulletproof boxes with like the foam in it and everything like this is like real deal stuff because he was supposed to make content for uh that company and so we just had all this equipment lying around mike's uh uh, although we didn't, we couldn't figure out the mics. So that's why the audio and a lot of them sound so shitty, but we, you know, we had mics, we had a, we had a tripod, we had a camera, we had wow. a like, and then for lighting, you know, I'll be totally honest with you. A lot of times it was just a bunch of guys standing around with a four loco in their hand, holding like a desk lamp, <laughs> like as lighting. 
and like it was it it was just the best it was just the best so you you went from learning you went from needing how to learn how to do a reel to literally learning kind of all aspects of running a set yeah running a set that's nuts i was right I was writing a script every week. And then for the first four, I was editing editing them myself. Uh, Joe Lombardi helped me a lot. Uh, my one buddy, Joe, is just great with technology. So he like helped me figure out Premiere and like we figured that out. And then once, uh, so Intersection, the one that we just reposted, that was the mm-hmm. first one where my videographer, Joey Greco, came back and he like, that, that was his major. Like he does okay. this for, and so you could see a clear, like flip in production mm. quality for the last four <laughs> like you know when we were making like the slow-mo edits and everything uh-huh. like that and then so i literally had like a perfect storm of personnel at my disposal That's awesome. and the guys were just up for it and just were having a ton of fun and then eventually you know like we were big uh our bar you know we were big p-man people there we got george to i saw a sketch, that one too uh, yesterday the People famously or infamously know if you that was cracking me up. Well, okay. So it was tight. It was tight. Tell me um, what you think about this because I just from watching you, one thing I admire is that I feel like you never really sit on an idea, like in the best way. Like I feel like you get an idea and you seem to run with it, and whether it's like great or not, you just do it. Um, And that's something that I was learn like reading about in this book called um big magic by elizabeth gilbert which i highly recommend um she talks about just like her life as a creative she wrote eat pray love for reference um but oh got you okay yeah she talks about ideas um kind of as these living beings and she talks about how like when you get an idea and you kind of water it and feed it and like give it a home it'll stay with you but like they're kind of alive and if you you know ignore it or something it can just kind of pass on to another person and I just thought that was such like an interesting way to look at ideas and Mm -hmm. it it gave me such a like I don't know more kind of like grab it by the the neck and like just do it kind of attitude but I feel like you have that inherently yeah yeah I think uh I, you know, I try, um, I, for a lot of those, it starts for like, for all the sketches, like the way I wanted to start with just like a really simple idea that people can immediately recognize and grab onto Mm -hmm. and then just take it to absurdity. Uh, that was really how intersection was born. I was, uh, I was in the car with my girlfriend at the time and it was literally like we came to that intersection between at like from trader joe's and state college and i just kept waving this dude on and he wouldn't go and i was just like you know what like people have been through this and then we just took it and brought it to the extreme and it made us laugh and then that was it there's another great book um that's kind of similar to that called uh it's just called creativity by john cleese the mm. monty python guy and he mm-hmm. kind of talks about the exact, it's like 90 pages is a great read, but um, he talks about how like the subconscious does way more for you than you can even imagine. So like, if you like start an idea and you're like hitting a block, if you step away from it, your mind will still be working on that. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, you know, what you were just saying about being a living and breathing thing. Like sometimes you gotta let it just grow on its own. So yeah. like, I feel like, like now I kind of take this approach where it's like, I feel like I've run something into the ground like an hour later, like 
if I'm not like something new will come to my mind that we just build off of that and build off of that. And then it, you know, it just is what it is. So that, yeah, but that was kind of my approach so, was always find something relatable and then you can make everything else absurd around it. So is that also how lizard acopolypse, did I say that right? Lizard copolypse <laughs> was born? <laughs> lizard, lizard, lizard acolypse. Yeah. 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 Lizard, so lizard acolypse was like, this is another podcast that you do. Joe, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Lizard Lizardocalypse is a movie review podcast basically centered around these three guys who live in a dystopian future in where lizard people have crawled out of the Yellowstone caldera and taken over the world. And so they're trying to save human culture by going back through and reviewing movies from mm. uh, our time now. <laughs> so I just listened to the one about so how the crystal Christmas. I love that episode. Uh, well, and I do that with Joe and Dustin. Um, Joe, Joe helped me write uh, a lot of these, a lot of the sketches. He just takes in so much content that he just mm. has like a, I don't know, like his style's all his own. And so, like when we put our heads together, it's like he had come up with the original concept for the sandwich sketch, where the guy's like holding the shit in the sandwich and everything. Uh, but anyway, so we did that and we brought in Dustin and the three of us, yeah, would just watch a movie every week, write a sketch and do that. But I was like, listen, now that I did when I moved back home and I didn't have the crew and I couldn't do the sketches, I was like, all right, well, I want to keep doing something. Cause you know, you like you, you, it gives you purpose. That's yeah, the one totally. thing that I feel like when you graduate from like a program like ours, like we immediately, if you don't have something lined up yet, you got to like losing that sense of purpose is absolutely so tough yeah you know what i mean so i was just like i gotta come up with an idea for a podcast i just texted joe i was like all right listen and i literally like hadn't thought about it at all i was like why don't we do something where it's like lizard people and it's like a dystopian future and then it's gonna give us a challenge to make that funny and entertaining so let's just attack that and they were like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. And then I, Lizard I love how born. your brain works. It's so, it's so fascinating. <laughs> Thank you. Did that one come before Around the Walled? That one did. Yeah, that one came before Around the Walled. And then I knew that I just wanted to do like a solo project where I had like, you know, because that was a collaborative effort between the three yeah. of us. And um, but then I wanted to do something where I literally I, I just had full control of the driver's seat. Totally. And so then around the world and that's the other thing like around the world is still fleshing itself out every episode like originally right. it started out as like a as something informative and now and then now it's kind of evolving and devolving with um every guest i come on like i just want to make it like more entertaining but also educational so like the people and like people are excited to come on too now like a lot of people like have you know like the my one buddy jack who's like a an entrepreneur in miami right now like uh came on and we just shot the shit about literally just being like postgrads trying to hustle but in two completely different ways and so now it's like it feels more of like a personal conversation mm -hmm. that is informative rather than trying to foil like at a certain point i just felt like i was forcing something yeah so you know and i'm sure i mean uh, yeah. i'm sure I'm sure you could probably feel the same way about this podcast as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean? it's, like it's definitely still fleshing itself out too. Like I, um, I think also just because I've wanted to have such like 
an array of guests in terms of what they do and like ages and just interests it's like hard to necessarily explain in one snapshot other than like this is just people and things I wanted to learn about and I'm interested in and I just feel like everyone has like their own journey that they're on and I I think it's important to share the different struggles or lessons or just things that people do it's so funny to me like even how language works like when I learn about different job titles I'm like oh my god that exists like there's things like that that exist so I just like hearing about people's stories and being like oh wow that I didn't even know that that existed before you know can I can I ask you like what were some like early like challenges like when you like first started the podcast like you had your idea like you were trying to execute like what were some like early challenges that you were running into that you feel like made you stronger as like a content creator like um, now I mean yeah well interviewing is a skill like it's a it's a yeah. skill that I'm still getting better at but um even just like my own anxiety about like sticking to a plan versus like letting things go and like see and and just trusting trusting the process you know right um but creating content in general I mean logistically you know figuring out the audio and like teaching myself like audio editing and then Mm -hmm. um even marketing I was like I don't know what I'm doing like let's just see how this goes um but yeah. Otherwise it's just been like about curating the conversation I kind of want to have. And then also just letting it flow, I guess, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. What about you? Yeah. Um, like a lot of the same thing. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, you start out doing it for fun and for that sense of purpose. And then like, it starts picking up traction. Like my, yeah. my, uh, my, producer jenna lover to death shout out jenna she she's always in my ear of like all right what's next like how we yeah i i need to get faster honestly that's one thing i, I need to get faster that's my one biggest thing is like yeah. you know it's it's still so brand new to me at least this like mm-hmm. facet of uh and like you know i was an arts entrepreneurship minor at state no, so no like way. i had i had a little bit of uh i you know i like understand at a base level how it all works now but you know aside from it's like you said like being a being a great interviewer takes practice and by which by the way like you you are very skilled you're very skilled like like, seriously and like that's something that I'm trying to get uh I'm trying to get better at as like my idea for what kind of conversations I want to have on it's intimidating especially when you don't know the person that well like I've had a few people on that have been close friends and then a few people that I haven't talked to and ever really yeah and that's even more intimidating <laughs> you know which is oh, kind of why it's kind of why I also ask people before they come on like what they want to talk about just in case like I'm not making any assumptions based on their social media or like you know, what their intentions are um, totally but yeah faster is like been the bottom line for me and it's funny because I'm so glad that you asked me last week I was like thank god someone that doesn't need to plan like months in advance you know like I, for real for real sometimes I just feel like I can't you know do an episode because I have to ask people so far in advance where I'm just like who can I call next week you know yeah absolutely absolutely well yeah I mean I'm so happy that uh you were up to do this just yeah. because I, I knew I knew I mean our podcasts are inherently different yeah but <laughs> 
I knew we were different when uh, you sent me the Google form that had like, you know, you could just take all my information right there. Like mm-hmm. all my episodes are like the guest shows up and I'm like, all right, like it's, we're just going to go nuts. We're just going to go nuts. And I, that's but it. I'm and, down uh, for that too. Like I'm excited. I, well, no, I literally, you sent, you sent me that and I was like filling it out and I texted Jenna right there and I was like, uh, listen, we need to work on something like this. <laughs> thousand percent easier i was just like oh my god like so i'm i'm stealing from you if you don't mind please do please do i was like holy shit like this one simple thing like figures out like so much shit i'm so glad to hear it i'm so glad so i'm i'm ripping that page out of your book but i'm glad um, to make your your life easier but yeah no i mean the yeah, I mean, being a great interviewer is hard and I'm like still trying to figure that out. And and on top of that, like, you know, the mission state of the podcast is evolving like every episode. That's the thing. Like you can look at my second episode with my best friend who's like a med student. Like we're actually talking about mm-hmm. like real facts about getting back in shape and dieting and like the what fads are mm-hmm. not so good for you, which are and all that kind of shit. And then, you know, you look at the Christmas episode and it was me and one of my buddies just drinking tequila and talking about, <laughs> you know, like how the Grinch stole Christmas. So, you know I mean? Like, it's just, it's all in the, but I think it's all in the pursuit of fun. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's one of the um, problems people have in general, even with like as an artist or like actor or whatever is feeling the need to, you know, have a tidy box in which they're, works can be explained whereas Mm -hmm. it's still just like all-encompassing of you it's like right your interests are and like what your passions are and it doesn't really need to have I mean for marketing purposes if we're going to get super logistical but you know what I mean it it can (laughs) be whatever you can be whatever you want it to be because it's yours and that's like I just think it should be something Right. I just think it should just be something that like lights you up and then yeah. you have way less anxiety about whether it's going to be good or not, because yeah. at least you have like I mean, some passion in it. Yeah, this you know pa- I mean? this like, one re- literally started because my dad um, just has such a fascinating story as a musician and um, just person in general. And I just sure. also just want hey, to shout out the Winch family band, though. I Thank you. I just also wanted to get <laughs> him like some of his stories on record. So I was like, I, I'm going to interview him and see how it goes. And then I was like, oh, I really like doing this. And I think it could be cool to get other people's stories kind of on record and share them. And um, so that's how this came to be. But it evolves all the time. So I'm not going to stress about it. And you get, you have such a great platform. Like you, I feel like what's great about your podcast is you have such just like an open eye, like every guest that you have on, I feel like you guys are always being like truly like open, honest and just, you know, like if this year has taught me nothing, it's just like the importance of being transparent. And, um, it's so funny because as I've started networking in different, uh, industries, I've discovered that like most people actually want to help each other out which is not something you always get in the theater world so um I just kind of not to like toot my own horn anyway but I just kind of like to lead by example in that aspect of like just be transparent like some of this shit is hard and it sucks so yeah let's not pretend like it's easy (laughs) 
that's something so few want to admit too because yeah. i feel yeah. like when you when you're like it's well that i mean that's the one thing i've kind of noticed out here is like the few people that i you know they're the few people that i know and then the that work in the industry and then mm-hmm. the few people that i've met you know i can already you know i can already start recognizing like it's like okay now we're playing the game yeah yeah so what are you what are you hoping for out there what are you manifesting for yourself Ooh, what am i manifesting um good health first of all Mm. uh and then uh above everything else but then like you know i i'm really manifesting just being able to have fun and monetize it like like that's that's kind of where i want to be i know that that sounds super general no are you kidding that sounds that sounds exactly what you would should want to do i don't know should should is tough but yeah yeah yeah. i mean i know that sounds great that sounds great as long as i'm as long as i'm enjoying because i've realized that you know i have a lot of fun like i don't i really don't even like listen to podcasts but i have one like i like very rarely (laughs) listen to podcasts but i love doing it i love Mm -hmm. like the challenge it presents with me. I just, I'm a huge like iron sharpens iron kind of person. So if there's mm-hmm. like something that I haven't been able to conquer yet, I just like love to dive into it to see what I can learn from it. And that was how I felt at Second City. And that's why, you know, that's how I felt at Penn State a lot of the time. So like anything that I can dive into and then realize I can have fun with and like manage, yeah. like that's just kind of what I, that's what I'm pursuing out here. So whether the podcast takes off, whether I start making sketches again, that takes off, whether I book an audition and that takes off, you know, I know, like, yeah. I know I'm can have, there's potential to feel absolute joy in all three of those facets. And if I can monetize that, then that's kind of, then that is like a check mark like on the, the box. You know what yeah, I mean? no, it's, yeah. it feels like you are really doing, you know, like sometimes I get caught just thinking about things without actually executing and it just feels like you're consistently executing which i feel like also takes some of the yeah no i feel like that just also takes some of the pressure off or some of the expectation of out of it because you're just having fun and you're literally just keeping busy doing things that you like yeah i i think I definitely think there's truth to that on the flip side like there will be weeks where i'm just like all right like we just got to, and like, I think this can be positive in some ways and negative and more obvious ways, but like, it's like, all right, let's just get, we just need to get something out this week. So let's just get it out. And like, mm. sometimes it works. And like, sometimes it's just like, all right, well, that wasn't as great as I hoped. Like, let's try again next week. But like, do you feel like uh, content creation is quantity over quality or the reverse? Uh, I think in life you should always go quality. However, some things demand more quantity than others. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so like, I think, like, right, right. Yeah. So I think like with social media specifically, like if I'm going to be doing t- like when I did that TikTok thing, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing these inside. It was like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just going to keep posting impression. And like, some of them are better than others, but I was just like, I'm going to keep posting impressions until I either pass out or <laughs> I uh, or I like blow up or something. Yeah. And that's kind of like, you know, what I mean, like, so really my frame of mind kind of changed. I work in a way that's quantity over quality, but I believe the flip if mm, I'm like putting it out in the open right now. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I, you know, I try it's to probably, it's probably good possible. to have both sides of the coin in your brain somewhere anyway. So. Right. Right. I think yeah. for like little short things, like for social media and everything like that, I'll just shoot them out like as they totally. come. But like, if I'm doing a podcast, like I want to be, uh, I want to be prepared or like, you know, sketches like, well, you know, I, I don't quit until it's done. So yeah. I know it's done. That's, that's so true. yeah it's kind of one thing or the other i also take some things more seriously than others and that's like you know what i mean yeah no, in, in the sense. sense of like in the sense of like i'm down to be like way more way more loose and goofy and maybe like la- I, like i'm a huge fan of like lazy ish comedy like where it's intentionally like a shitty costume shitty set doesn't make much sense for the set like you know what i mean you like I, i'm all not about that, that kind of stuff but like it's like this this is not like what i would consider shitty com- or lazy maybe it would be considered lazy comedy but i think it's pretty great are you a fan of the real bros of simi valley oh yeah it's amazing it's <laughs> okay. amazing my brother introduced that... that to me over quarantine and i like i just crack up every time i watch it i feel like such like a i don't know i feel like a dude when i watch it but i just crack up it's so funny yeah they i think the brilliance of them is they are lazy comedy, but they're so based in truth mm-hmm. that like, and they, and they all know themselves and they all know exactly like what they're going for. So it yeah. just seems like effortless, yeah, effortless genius. You know what I mean? Like, so, it's so good. Yeah, I introduced so. it to uh, Cameron the other day and she she was also cracking up but just like found it ridiculous how much like i also loved it <laughs> so she was kind yeah, of laughing at me yeah. and the tv at the same time those guys are geniuses man those guys yeah. are absolute geniuses it's the same thing with like american vandal like like uh, that yeah. really like see like that really serious tone mm-hmm. but you know obviously they're not taking themselves seriously at all like i love digging like I love it's it is very in, self-aware in though like it's very self-aware very much so yeah very much so yeah which is which, cool yeah i just yeah um so i want to pose a question to you that you actually wrote down um and if we have covered it cool. you can also let me know but you said do creators cool. and artists have to be multifaceted to thrive yeah um that's what i keep kind of asking myself because you know it can get overwhelming when you kind of think i feel like a general consensus among artists uh especially at our age and the college level just underneath us like you know there's a constant undertone of like am i doing enough because mm. like you may not be where you want to be yet so it's like am i doing enough and now it, yeah it was kind of like what we were talking about now there are so many outlets that i feel like you see so many people utilizing many if not all of them mm. so i think I, I you pose I the question because you're not really even sure <laughs> yeah that's what I, yeah. that's kind of what yeah that's kind of what I'm asking myself every day it's like yeah. you know I'm trying all these new outlets to see like what sticks you know like listen my totally. whole mo kind of right now is like throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and I feel like that is exactly what you know that's a great way to operate after school you know especially right out of the gate is just Let's just see what works here. And that can be true even like when you're kind of, you know, if you have to get a job for 
financial support too. Like, let's see what works for me right now. Let's see what works for my circumstance and just run with it if it does. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I also think like, I'm a big believer in like, I talked about this on my podcast uh, with my buddy when we were talking about like health and fitness and like weight loss Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And like the mindset of that. And I think it's also very true for what we're doing right now in the sense of like, I feel like not enough people like celebrate the little victories. Like when you get your mm-hmm. fr- like, you know, what I mean, you sat down, you recorded a podcast, you edit it and you post it like mm-hmm. that's fu- that's an accomplishment. Like yeah. you like open like you got to the door like now you're like, yeah, you know, now you're in the door now, like possibilities are endless. You know what I mean? Like so yeah. um, I think everybody I, I think kind of the consensus right now is like everybody should be like trying as much as they can and like just seeing what fits and what lights them up and then like you know, once you just find something that you really, really love, then it becomes easy to perfect because you love it. Mm-hmm. And that'll just take you farther. So yeah. I know, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of like, this is uh, the greatest period of trial and error for artists that we probably have seen yet, just because of how many outlets there are out there. And it, and again, it kind of goes back to like being true to yourself. Like, like if TikTok's not your thing and like doing short clips isn't your thing. And like, you really want to be like a, like a, an actor of the craft, you sure. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like then read your books and go on auditions and then like, don't worry about that other thing. But if you find yeah. joy in uh, your niche on TikTok, or if you find joy in learning about other people on your podcast, or if, you know, if you find joy, like building a sketch from the ground up, mm-hmm. then, you know what I mean? Like at least you tried it and you know what works for you. Yeah. So I guess. I think- I don't know if anybody's required to be. No, I, I apologize. I don't know if anybody's required to be, but I just think there's so much opportunity now that it's like hard to pass a lot of it up because it all seems so lucrative. Well, I also feel like entertainment in general is clearly evolving and I'm very fascinated to even see how theater evolves after all of this, but all of it in general, I mean, I didn't even have TikTok a year ago. It's, it's just crazy right. how quickly these things are changing. And I, feel like as an artist there um is a certain like silver lining to being able to be agile to be able to evolve and you know not feel as boxed in by the one thing that you studied and like the two classes that you took to heart you know like having all these other options to like explore is really cool so i've certainly appreciated that opportunity but it can be scary at first you know it's not it's not something that's quite as known to a lot of us um and it will continue to change so just getting comfortable with learning i guess you know like learning how things work and learning how other outlets work it's there's a positive way to look at it there's like, you have to be, you have to have immense patience and try to find joy and just being curious about things, Yeah, which is like yeah. a big thing that they teach you just like as an actor, like when you're studying like a fucking character or whatever, but it also applies to all this, sh- all this other shit that's yeah. going on. Like, you know, you just have to be, you just have, I feel like you just have to be open-minded to things like, mm-hmm. because you never know what could work for you. Yeah, um, totally. So yeah, yeah, exactly um and and the other thing is is like who's to say like some of these things will last you know i mean like vine died i never would have thought vine died it would die Uh, yeah you know what i mean like maybe tiktok will die yeah you know like uh and then whatever the next thing that's 
comes up is going to come up and then we'll have to readjust to that. And then there will be a, you know, an Addison there's, Ray. There's that, certainly you know I mean? nothing. Yeah. There's certainly nothing wrong with um, being agile in that, in those ways, especially considering that nothing is right really permanent. So that's, that's right. That's a, that's right. a good hot take. And, and yeah, that's a good hot take. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people think that you have to be, uh, the reason I posed that question was like, I feel like a lot of people may think that you have to be multifaceted in like all these different things. But I would just say like, if you have some that you love that you can perfect, like do that first. And then mm. like, I feel like confident in my acting abilities. So now like I can explore these other things that can inform me about that and that that yeah. can, and like, like being an actor can inform me about those things. You know what I mean? Cause it's all, fair. it's all overlapping, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, so, that's fair. Well, yeah. I love these realizations, these hot takes. And um, just before we wrap up, I want to say thank you. And I want to give you the opportunity to plug all of your social media stuff. Well, I just want to thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm so pumped that we got to do this. Me too. I, you know, I, uh, it's, it just, you know, I was just excited to just have like a, just a, a light combo, yeah. digging some real shit uh, mm-hmm. on Thursday, on Thursday, we're, we're going to, I don't know, I got so we got some things planned. It's going to go, ready. it's going to go off the rails if everything goes, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, ready. <laughs> goes correctly, but I want to, I want to thank you for the opportunity. Um, yes. Just be, you know, we got to help each other out. Of course. We help each other out in this. Uh, it's good to have allies. Um, plug. Um yes. Uh, check out my website, zackwold.com, Z-A-C-K-W-O-L-D.com. It's got my entire library of everything. So you can check out everything that we talked about today. Uh, uh, all my Around the World episodes are there. Uh, Lizard Ocalypse episodes are there. And the entire library of the World Entertainment sketches are there. Give that a shot. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, at Zach Wold, uh, Z-A-C-K-W-O-L-D. Um, and... Uh, Follow the Around the World podcast on Instagram. We post fun things uh, at underscore Around the World, uh, W O L D for World. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So, awesome. Thanks for right. the opportunity. Of course. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to Thoughtful Intentions. I'm your host, Fiona Winch, and I was joined today by Zach Wold. Hope you enjoyed and stay tuned.